You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello, welcome back. This is Adam Rosen. You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. This is episode 94. So continuing um, where I left off at the last episode, there's a lot of people that just have questions like, what really goes on you know, in the operating room? Uh, so I'm going to talk to you a little bit about things that actually do happen. You know, I call this, oops, the five-second rule and breaks in sterility. Uh, and that's one of those things, you know, kind of... Um, it's kind of a joke, but it's serious. You know, people say like, what don't you want to hear in an operating room? And you really don't want to hear the word oops. Um, oops usually means something fell or something bad happened. Um, and things do happen. Believe it or not, we still have gravity in operating rooms. So you work in these sterile rooms, but things sometimes fall. You know, they can fall off the back table. Um, they may get knocked or bumped. Uh, but occasionally, because we're dealing with bodily fluids, things get slippery and you might drop them on the floor. So there was a study, I remember, people actually did this. Um, They did this whole five-second rule and they actually tested things that hit the floor for a number of seconds and tested it with swabs to look for bacteria. And guess what? When it hits the floor, it's dirty. You know, whether or not it's in your house, whether or not it's in our operating room, if something hits the floor, it's contaminated, it's dirty. You do not just pick it up and keep going. What happens? Like, what was the thing that you dropped? And do you actually need it? Um, So if something drops, sometimes we use something and we're done with it for the case, but it goes to go to the back part of the table and it falls on the floor, doesn't matter. That can just stay there. And at the end of the case, it'll get picked up and sent across the hallway to sterile processing for decontamination. But what if you drop something that you need? Um, Well, there's a couple things that can happen. Sometimes, in a tray, there may be more than one. Makes common sense, right? You know, things that you use on a regular basis that are important um, that could potentially get dropped, um, you have a backup. So you just drop it, they go, okay, here's another one. Boom, there you go. Sometimes we have another set. So if it's something very specific, like in the orthopedic world, we have lots of very specialized implants for rights and lefts in different sizes. Um, and sometimes if one of those were to get dropped, we actually have a backup set. So you can just open up another set uh, and that would have that instrument in there. We also have something what we call peel packing. So sometimes instruments that may get dropped, um, that you have a backup and these are sterilized, but instead of having a bin with all of the stuff in it, it's just peel packed the one thing that you might need. So you can open this up and go, we need that one retractor, that one instrument. You can open that one peeled packed instrument and use it. And occasionally we'll have to flash or sterilize. So you will actually take this thing and put it through a processing, which takes time. So if you need it right away, that can lead to a delay under anesthesia if there's nothing else that can get done. Now, what about if it's not an instrument? What if it's an implant? That's a big deal. So if we're doing things, most implant companies bring in more than one. So if you have you know, a knee or hip surgery that you're doing, and for some reason the actual implant gets dropped, 
you know, we say, hey, you got to open up another box. You got to open up another implant. It gets to be more of an issue if you're doing, say, a revision for an old implant that's sort of discontinued, not used anymore. The company may have limited supplies. So you might say, hey, you know, I'm going to use this particular insert. Um, it's the only one left in the world. You know, you go to put it in and it falls on the floor. Now what do you do? And sometimes you have to make a decision of, you know, do I go up or down a size because that's all that's left or is there some other option available? So those are always things that we have to consider and you have to do what you believe is in your best judgment for the patient under the circumstances. Uh, now, once I remember, this is many, many years ago, I mean, probably 25 years ago, I was in training at a particular hospital on the East Coast um, and we had a custom implant. So this is a patient that had medical diseases um, that led to deformities, and there was actually a custom implant, only one in its kind, you know, being able to be put into this person, and it was dropped when it was open. Uh, and, you know, luckily, I like to say that I had some very, very good trainers and mentors and didn't watch this guy freak out, flip, scream, yell, just very calmly it was like, okay, it's the only one left in the world made specifically for this patient. You're just going to have to sterilize it. So they took it over to straw processing and had the whole thing sterilized, and then we were able to implant it. Um, but things do happen, and you know, as the captain of the ship, we as a surgeon have to sometimes make a decision. Uh, so that's what we have to do. Now, what about breaks in sterility? Because, I mean, we're not wearing bulletproof vests and Kevlar equipment. Things can happen. So many people in orthopedics wear more than one set of gloves. We'll double or triple glove. Why? Well, we're dealing with sharp instruments. We're dealing with bone that's sharp and you can put a hole in a glove. So if you get a hole in your glove, we even have gloves that you can wear underneath called indicators. So if you have a light glove on top and like a dark blue glove underneath, you get a tiny little hole. You see the blue sticking through like, oh, I got a break in my top glove. Let's change it. Put a new set of gloves on. You know, what if you break all the way through? Well, there's a risk to the person, um, meaning the the healthcare provider, because if that person has any underlying disease, you know, you could actually be contaminated by that blood. So sometimes we have to send the person off to get testing for hepatitis and HIV and other diseases. Um, but there's also a risk to the patient. Uh, so we have to worry about washing. Do you have to add antibiotics? You know, what sort of things occur? What about if you tear your sleeve? So again, gowns aren't bulletproof. So occasionally you might tear the sleeve of your gown. We have sleeves, so you can actually put the sleeve over top of the hole, um, or sometimes you contaminate it, you know, because we're walking in an operating room, you don't have to shift or move, and maybe your elbow catches something off the field that's not sterile. Okay, your elbow's contaminated, let's wrap this thing up. And that's an important rule that we follow. It's not, is it contaminated or not contaminated? It's even if you think it's contaminated, change it, cover it, wrap it up. Um, it's sort of like, you know, under parachute, if you're a skydiver, if you're in an airplane, you know, you think, I think I can make it back to the drop zone. I think I can make it back to the airport. Like you don't want to land in the trees under parachute because you thought you could make it to the drop zone. You don't want to crash your airplane because you ran out of fuel because you thought you could make it back to the airport. You turn yourself around. So the same sort of thing is if you come close to potentially contaminating yourself, even if you don't see it or feel it, you just go, give me, let me take this glove off, give me another glove. I think, you know, my elbow touched something, wrapped me back up. Um, and the same thing with the drapes. You know, again, we're dealing with sharp instruments. We also use this thing called electric cautery, um, which is basically a little electric current to buzz things that are bleeding, like little blood vessels, and they're hot. So occasionally if it touches the drapes, it can put a hole in it, which is also why there's multiple lever levels of drapes. But 
at that point, we can then cover that area with a new drape or this wonderful stuff that we use in the operating room called Ioban. And what Ioban is, it looks like saran wrap. Um, it is sort of yellow in color, but still see-through because it has this impregnation to prevent infection, but it's sticky on one side. And this stuff is awesome because you know, if you touch something on your gown, you can just take a strip of it and wrap, cover it up. You know, you, you hit something on the drape or there might be a cut or a nick, you can cover it up. You know, anywhere that you could potentially cover, think of it as almost like the duct tape of the operating room because we can cover those things up. But all things that can happen. So patients on these ask, like, what if? And these are the what ifs, the realities. They do happen. We have backups. We have plans. We have plan never A and B, but we have plans C, D, E, and F. So there's always a plan for what would happen if you drop something or if there's a break in sterility throughout the case. This is what we do to clean that area, irrigate it, possibly extend antibiotics and things that we can then do to sterilize the rest of the field to continue on with the surgical procedure. So I hope you enjoy the information. I'm Adam Rose and thanks for listening to Your Knee, Your Health, a mini podcast series. Until next time. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen, and until next time, stay safe.